Hello and welcome to Beyond Radio Podcasts. This is an episode in our series The Veteran Story, produced in conjunction with Morecambe Football Club Community Sports and the First Light Trust. In this series, local veterans recount their experiences of serving in the armed forces and life since leaving. The views expressed here are of the individual contributor. This is The Veteran Story. My name's Bernadette O'Toole and I'm originally born and bred in Liverpool and I moved to Lancaster two years ago. I served in the Royal Logistic Corps and my job was originally as a subspec, which is, if you can imagine, it's like a big B&Q, but it's anything from water to bullets to vehicle parts all across the whole British Army. That's exactly what, what we did. I did just under 16 years and I was a corporal when I left the military. I worked in Lewis's department store in Liverpool and I just thought there's got to be something better than this. I've always been like adventurous and stuff so I wanted to I wanted to see the world and I seen the advert saying come and join Frank where's Frank so I wanted to be Frank so yeah I decided I'm going it took me a while but yeah I eventually got in. My first choice wasn't the army. <laughs> it was actually it was actually the navy I was going for because that was that's what my dad was in. Uh, and when I went to careers office, there was no one on the navy desk. So uh, the guy on the army desk, he grabbed hold of me and poached me. When I told me friends and family that I was joining the army, they they laughed. They said we'll give you three weeks. And just under sixteen years later, you know, um, I've been all over the world. Um, I've seen so many different cultures and everything else, you know, and it's an experience. I was actually a, a late entrance. Uh, I didn't join until I was 24, um, and a lot of the others were like 18, 19, 20. I was actually excited because I wanted to see the big world out there. I knew there was a lot more going on, you know, and I, I just didn't want to be stuck in, just stuck in any any job and doing the same thing day in, day out. I'd already had a taste of adventure and I wanted more of it. I never felt that I made the wrong decision. It was definitely the right decision for me. I've made friends for life. I really have. You know, you're not going to get on with everybody, which, you, you know, you all don't. But the majority, absolute fabulous. You know, and it, it is the people that make it because it's the camaraderie you have with them, the closeness, because they are your family. It's a completely different world when you're you're in the military. And unless you've been there and done it, I just don't think anyone could understand. My first unit down in Wiltshire, I went on, I did three six-month tours of Bosnia, and that was back-to-back. So I went away for six months, come back for six months, went away for six, come back for six. Um, And then when I come back the final time, uh, I then got a post into Cyprus. Two years working uh, Army, Navy and Air Force, so that was an experience as well because the people I was working with was mainly RAF, um, absolute brilliant and I've got friends for life. And then Germany, I'd only been in Germany a few months and then we deployed to Iraq 2003. I've done the recruiting team, RLC recruiting team, which was recruiting throughout the whole of the North West. I've been to Ireland twice. 
I've been to Kenya, I've been to Belize. They were on exercises to support the infantry doing their training. It, it, it's a, an absolute wide variety of what can go on. And when I first joined, I was actually mobile bath and laundry unit, you know, so that was setting up a tent in a field with washing machines and showers for people who were actually on exercise so that they could get showered and wash the clothes and everything else. I was a little wishy-washy woman there. So the first being Iraq, uh, 2003, we were there when war broke out. Although we were, because we're the suppliers, we were based down in Kuwait because we have to supply all the front line with everything they need, the bullets, the, the lights, vehicle parts, everything, you know. Um, so we have to be that far back. But it was still really, really scary. And especially if you had to drive up country, things were still going on as you were driving down, you know. You'd see burnt out things and vehicles and just all kinds like that. But also we were getting mortared as well. So, you know, you could be in your bed, in your tent, two, three o'clock in the morning and the mortar alarm would go off. You've just got to get out in what you've what you've got on or try and throw your uniform on. Obviously, get to a safety place, you know. And I, I do remember one time, that must have happened about seven times in one night. Oh, yeah, absolute horrendous. But, you know, that's that's your job. That's what you're there for. Me personally, I went through a really bad time in Northern Ireland. It was the second time I'd been to Northern Ireland. It was to a job that I'd not done before. Before I went, I aired my concerns to the bosses there. And it just, to be honest, it was, it was the worst mistake I'd made by going there because it destroyed me. It destroyed me, it destroyed my career. Yeah, it's something that still affects me today. Yeah, it absolutely wiped me. I am all right with talking about it. It's it's just the way things happened and everything else. But I, I had a fight on my hands to try and prove everything, you know. Um, and I did put a, a complaint in, a service complaint in and everything else. I had eight months sick leave at home. And then I got a posting to Colchester. I, I sort of literally got fobbed off when I got there. And I started going downhill, drinking every night. And, and I knew I got to a point where I was like, something's got to give. And I was like, it's me or the military. So I, I decided I weren't going to put nobody else in my family through bad stuff that I'd already been through any longer. So I decided to, that was me, I was getting out. So yeah, I, I did fight them for three years over my case. But you're fighting a big massive organisation unless you've got loads of money behind you to solicitors and that. You ain't, you ain't going to get really anywhere. Not everyone has a, a, a fantastic career and, you know, people do have things that happen and people have things that destroy them. Sometimes there's really good reasons why people get out and then there's just reasons that they just don't want to be there no more. But the military had quite changed. Um, when, I, when I first joined, you, you know, that was 1996, it was very much your bosses would back you up to the nine and then so many years down the line it was like your bosses would be stabbing you in the back so it had very oh really badly changed and it wasn't the army that i joined you know um it was each person for themselves and because i was posted to 
to Ireland and it was a new post and, and things started happening very quickly and I didn't I didn't have no one there. I didn't know know anybody there. Obviously I knew some people from previous postings and stuff like that, but I didn't have anyone I could talk to, anyone I could trust. Basically my life just went to pot without going into too much detail. One of the things I've always turned up and said from from when I left and my experience is when you join the military they take you from a civilian and train you as a soldier. But when you leave, you just put back out there, regardless of, of what you've been through or anything else, they just put you back out there. So you're not sort of like desensitised to all this soldiering thing that you've been doing for God knows how long. And when they have the career transition, where, you know, trying to get you into a job, into a house, everything else. They'll say that they're doing this, that and everything else, but they actually don't. And that's what I found when I was leaving. The the Korean transition, you know, you go to job fairs with your CVs and it was just all your companies around, whether it be you know, shops, factories. And they, they say the same as what they'd say to just any Joe blokes. Oh yeah, just forward as your CV. Well, I thought this was it was supposed to be specifically designed for veterans leaving because these companies want veterans to work for them because they know the veterans have got a high standard, but it doesn't work like that. It, it took me a while and I, I, I didn't even have a clue when I was doing application forms, some things, and then I applied for a job and I got the job and that was working for Liverpool Veterans HQ. So that was uh, that was a massive boost to me massive. I do feel certain things are missed out. I missed I missed births within the family, funerals within the family, big gatherings within the family, being thousands of miles away sometimes. They're little things that I do regret. I don't ever ever regret joining the military. I would never ever take that away because of the experiences I've had and everything else. Uh, my only regret would be I should have fought harder not to go back to Ireland and maybe I would have finished my 22 years because that was my plan. At the end of the day, I joined, I saved, I went to some amazing places, I met some of the most fantastic people. Uh, yeah, and it was, it was a family. And yet when I left, it was it was like my family had gone. Although we had my family at home, it was like that family had gone. But luckily enough, I have got friends that I've, I've met whilst saving, and I've still got them today, and they keep me on the straight and narrow. Thank you for listening to The Veteran's Story. You can subscribe to the podcasts and visit the Beyond Radio podcast page at www.beyondradio.co.uk forward slash podcasts to hear further veteran stories as they are released. For information on how the First Light Trust is helping local veterans, visit www.firstlighttrust.co.uk Beyond Radio